Hi, friends. My name is Paige. I'm Morgan. And this is Girl, Girl Manufactured. Manufactured. Listen or cringe along with us as we look back at music from the It Girls, wannabes, and victims of the tween idol industrial complex. Which icons broke the mold and which sitcom starlets turned forgotten pop stars still deserve their flowers? Our credentials? We're two queer millennials who were raised on Aunt's Disney, Nickelodeon, and MTV. I work in communications now, but I'm a graduate of a performing arts high school and a recovering singer-songwriter. And I'm a creative writer and professional advertising demon. Today on Girl Manufactured, we discuss Zendaya, self-titled. So, Zendaya, mm-hmm. I did not know her full name before this because she's that big of an icon. Same. Of the shares, Beyonce's. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Unless you're angry, then he's Jesus Christ. It's true. Uh, so Zendaya Marie Stormer Coleman. Oh, okay. Right? Quite the name. Stormer. What? That's so cool. Yeah, and it's spelled S-T-O-E-R-M-E-R. I don't know if that's a maiden name. No, I don't know. But she's an actress and, of course, kind of a musician. She has won multiple accolades, including two Primetime Emmy Awards wow. and a Golden Globe. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yes. Time... I see why she gave up singing. Right? (laughs) Time named her one of the 100 most influential people in the world in 2022. Wow. She's that girl. She clearly broke the mold. Yes. Yeah. A thousand percent. She was born on September 1st, 1996, which makes her a... Virgo. Yes. Oh, my God. You got it. I know my Virgos. I very much see her as an earth sign, too. Mm Mm-hmm. She was raised in Oakland. Um, Both her parents are teachers. Her dad is African-American of Nigerian ancestry. And her mom's the white one, German and (laughs) Scottish. And we'll get into race later when we talk about, you know, the the manufactured part of her Mm -hmm. career, right? What it's like to be in the industry as a biracial woman. So at age eight, Zendaya joined a hip-hop dance troupe called Future Shock Oakland, where she was a member for three years. Cool. She also spent two years dancing hula. Like a hula hoop? No. (laughs) No. What's hula? Hula with the Academy of Hawaiian Arts. Oh! Freaking colonizer over here doesn't even know hula. (laughs) Oh, my God. She grew as a performer in part at a nearby California Shakespeare Theater where her mom worked as a house manager in the summers. So she spent time there. She did like shows and she actually went to a performing arts high school. Like someone else I know. Like Mm me. Uh, Oakland school for the arts. And while still a student was cast in several roles in like local area theaters. Les Mis? I don't think Les Mis was Uh. on there, but I mean, Shakespeare stuff, which that's that's what I like the serious people. That's impressive. When she was in the seventh grade, that's when her family moved to L.A. What is with all these families just relocating for their kids? I know. I was like, oh, that's not. I was like, oh, it's the same state, but it's still kind of far. It's oh, like, it's far. It's hours away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they were invested. And I mean, it was a good investment because she's Zendaya. Uh, Zendaya began her career working as a fashion model for Macy's, Mervyn's. What the hell's Mervyn's? I don't know. I think it's like one of their brands. Yeah. And Old Navy. Of course. We know Old Navy. (laughs) Of course. Uh, She was also apparently featured in an iCarly toys ad. Hmm. And (laughs) what really really got me was, and I watched it, was she was in a Kids Bop rendition of Hot and Cold, the Katy Perry song. It's so cute, though. It's really adorable. Like, in the video... They're in, it looks like a refinished basement with like the dark wood paneling, just mm. like some boring like family room. And she pulls out of a shoebox like a golden sparkling mic and it just like takes everything to life. And they mm. all are singing and they're like little superstars. It's super cute. And it's kids' bop, so they change all the lyrics. But she was, that, that was, she was a baby. Bop. She was around 13 years old. Wow. And she looks it like she looks so tiny. It's really cute. But her breakout role was as Rocky Blue in Shake It Up. Which is a Disney show past our yeah, generation. I, like I remember, I didn't it, even know it existed. Yeah, I remember I couldn't it coming even tell you what on. It's about. Well, it premiered on November seventh, twenty ten, when she was fourteen years old. So I would have been what, like seventeen? Yeah. But Shake It Up, it's a musical dance themed show, particularly dance. Like there was supposed to be like 
her and Bella Thorne. Who I don't know if you know oh, who Bella Thorne is. I know. We'll do I an know episode on her. Yeah. I didn't know she was in that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I didn't know it existed. Zendaya's co-star. Yep. It was apparently Disney Channel's second highest rated premiere in Disney Channel's then 27 year history. Do you want me to guess what the first one was? I don't know. That would have oh! been a good that would have been a good fact. <laughs> but I'm not sure. And like all Disney stars do, she started singing. In 2011, she released Swag It Out. Oh. Yes, which was just a promotional independent single. And she starred in like a book trailer at some point that year. Um, and then in June 2011, she released Watch Me, performing with Bella Thorne, her mm. co-star. The song peaked at 86 on the Billboard Hot 100. She also was like in other stuff. Oh, apparently her and Bella had a... Do they have a falling out? No. Are you going to start rumors again? No, not at <laughs> all. Although, although it, they did apparently like not get along very well in the beginning. But Bella Thorne true. was start saying rumors. No, this is true. Because Bella Thorne talked about how like it wasn't their fault. They were kids. Apparently Disney and like just producers and people would pit them against each other. They would like uh, kind of find ways to get kids to be competitive. That's so fucked Probably up. to like up their performances or whatever. But so fucked up. It's really fucked up. No, I was going to say... This is much more wholesome. Okay. I was going to say they had a clothing line for Target. Aww. Yeah. Inspired by the clothes ward by Zendaya and other cast members of Shake It Up. Let's bring it to the cultural context. So this was released on September 17th, 2013. She was freshly 17. Like I did the age calculator thing. And what a birthday gift. Right. And I would have been 20. So you would have been like 19. She was in, she was still in her swag era. The world was still in its swag era mm-hmm. so you told me the tidbit that apparently zendaya's fans are called z swaggers mm-hmm. and i looked into it there was a clip with vogue apparently it's because her first instagram post ever was with i forget his name like david or davis or something who played bella thorne's character's little brother mm-hmm. on shake it up and it was just a selfie of them too and it said like d dog or something and z swag <laughs> And so ever since then, (laughs) apparently people just calling themselves Z-Swaggers. But I did see some comments on that video being like, oh, I didn't even know we had a name. Like Mm. we as in like, oh, I didn't even know fans. We had a fandom name. There you go. If you're a Zendaya fan and you didn't know what to call yourself before, you could be a Z-Swagger. And she did have her own Z-Swag era. Like Mm -hmm. she was, I'm sure people were, because I was surprisingly not a Tumblr girly. But that's so shocking. Isn't it? I feel like that's one of the most like shocking things about me. Yeah. Like two truths were a lie. Like I would just say something about Tumblr. Um, but yeah, like she, there's there's no way people weren't reposting her because she was famous for her mm-hmm. her swag. You know, um, the what was it? I feel like the hats, the colored skinny jeans, yeah. the what is it? The colored flannels. Yeah, people in my high school definitely dressed like that did you guys have to wear uniforms yeah we had to wear uniforms oh damn so you didn't see you didn't get to see all the swag Mm-mm. there only was a lot like, in my school only at school dances and okay and then did people bring it out again mm-hmm. the skinny jeans with like the bright like yep. reds or like the cookie monster blue yep. and then like the hot topic studded belts the jeans yes. and stuff the kanye west like shutter yes. glasses yes. <laughs> yeah um so 2013 at this point in time the swag era is not completely over i'd say mm. and we see that in, in like the music video and some of her mm-hmm. you know promotional material from this point but that's some of the cultural context the rest as we always do we're going to go through the top 10 mm-hmm. so number one hint sounds like sarah Bre- sarah is Katy Perry. Brave. Yes. And it later Roar? became the... Yes. <laughs> Roar. The DNC theme uh, song stop. in 2016. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do they play Roar when <laughs> Hillary Clinton broke the glass ceiling and like the glass yeah, ceiling? So. Uh, what was it? It was just like a on a jumbotron, like a the ceiling or a projection. You see yes. It yeah. So that was number one. Number She two- broke it for everyone and then proceeded to fall through the roof (laughs) (laughs) she broke the glass ceiling because she fell through it yeah (laughs) plummeted there you go (laughs) number two is a 
I would say sometimes a guilty pleasure of mine. Not, eh, I don't even listen to it, but I don't dislike this song. But it is definitely creepy. Oh, Blurred Lines. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this is, then tells you that this was the time that Robin Thicke, mm-hmm. right, danced up with Miley. What was it? The, was it VMAs? Yeah, is that what it was? The Amazing yeah. Grammys, I forget. He was wearing his like Beetlejuice suit and she's wearing her like weird nudes mm-hmm. and she was trying to quote unquote twerk and it was a mess. And all right, number three was an Eminem song. Not Afraid? Berserk. Oh, okay. I don't really listen to him. I don't either. I, I had to re-listen to it. I was like, okay, it's one that like, I think the video pays ode to like the Beastie Boys. It kind of has oh. that more old school sound. Miley Cyrus, number four, four. There was two really big ones right now. I can't stop. Yeah, we can't stop. We can't stop. And pr- we uh, can't uh, stop. Wrecking Ball. Mm-hmm. Wrecking Ball. I have an honorable mention. That video was something else. That video truly came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like naked on it. Oh. That was amazing. That. Okay, no, this era Miley is what helped me come into my queerness, though. Like, uh, I feel like that's I a lot got, of people's yes. answers. Like I got that haircut because mm, of Miley I, Cyrus. Yeah, you did. Yes, I did. And I had that haircut until I graduated. Number five, Holy Grail. Oh, Jay-Z yeah. featuring <laughs> JT. <laughs> Number six, my least favorite Lady Gaga single. Alejandro. No. We live for the applause. applause. Yeah, yeah, that song applause. is... Mm-hmm. Uh, seven. This uh, all right. Seven tells you where we are musically in relation to, I'd say, the sound influences sounds of this album. Wake me up by Avicii. Oh. So obviously, I, Zendaya's album is yes, not it's folktronica, but it's we very see, electropop. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like electropop. I like a lot of electropop, but I like electropop this, that age as well. It's because this is the era of like. EDM mm-hmm. dubstep beat, yep. which some people love raves and love doing all that stuff. It's just not, it's not my personal cup of nope. tea. So I fucking hated that Avicii song. Same. Uh, <laughs> Same. Eight, I love Royals. Mm. Lord. Nine, <laughs> this is another one that brings in that influence of electro pop and it's very of the time. Radioactive Imagine Dragons. Oh. Uh, that song was right? everywhere. I, I feel like Imagine Dragons, Avicii, some of the tracks on this, like they, they just all sound very 2013. Yeah, definitely. Uh, another honorable mention, other than Wrecking Ball, which I already named, was Best Song Ever by One Direction. <laughs> that was 20. And number 18 was... You can't see it. You know what I'm trying stop to stop? Stop the cup song? Yes. <laughs> I got a ticket to the long <laughs> Yeah, from That's Pitch Perfect. The Anna Kendrick's <laughs> cup song. I learned how to do it. Lee taught me. They would teach you that. Yeah. Did you know how to do the cup song? I know how to sing it. I forgot. This isn't, a, this isn't on the billboard yet. At least in the top ten. But Britney had just released You Want a Maserati? You better work, bitch. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, this. she released Work Bitch. Iconic. Zach Efron confirmed that he had just had a five month stint at a rehab. Oh, sh- yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. TMZ reported that it was crack cocaine and maybe a little bit of Molly. <laughs> yeah. And, but I think this was, was this before he got all those jaw yeah. and chin surgeries? Yeah. He looks like He Man now. How do you spell jaw? J-A-W. I've seen it spelled J-O-W-L. So I'm like, is this like... That's jowl. These are your jowls. Wait, that's two different things? Yes, my love. (laughs) What's a jowl? Like the little turkey neck you get. Oh, shit. I never knew that. What do you know? Okay, anyway. (laughs) Wow. All right. (laughs) Rumors were swirling at the time that Justin Bieber was going to play Robin. In Batman versus Superman. What the, why would that ever? It, I know. It was, I think it ended up being like a funnier die skit or something. Ah, got it. Also, <laughs> this was the era of Justin Bieber that, <laughs> this was before he found 
he found California Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, uh, he. It was the summer. He pissed in a mop bucket <laughs> and said, "Fuck Bill Clinton" or whatever. <laughs> And I watched the video again. And what did I say about it's still kind of the swag air for everyone? He said, we swagger, man. <laughs> he said that. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. He's literally peeing in a bucket. <laughs> this is so random. I like went on a deep dive in this one. Oh, God. <laughs> this is very specific. One direction. <laughs> one direction is Liam Payne's apartment catches fire and during friends. <laughs> injuring friends but like no one got seriously injured as far as i know there was like there was debates as to whether it was a grill fire or like a patio fire of like some heater amanda Bynes. yeah i feel i feel so bad for amanda Bynes. we've done her so dirty i eventually want to do an episode on her but treat her kindly but this was when she actually got hacked on twitter Oh my because god! Remember she was just tweeting like "I love Drake" and then would yes. say stuff about like hating Drake. Yes, at the same time. Yes. I don't know. I someone, forgot. someone hacked in and started just like writing the like, most wild just, yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. Spewing chaos, and a judge was like, "No, she's like does not have a phone where she's at." Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Orange is the new black was only a few uh, months old when this came out. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, the first season. The first was... season was good. It. It wasn't a Ryan Murphy show, but it, it murphied. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it the new, that's the new jump the shark. Yeah, it murphied. It murphied. Hot dog legs on Tumblr. <laughs> the Jonas Brothers had recently announced they were breaking up. <laughs> and now no they're just one. breaking up with their wives. Ooh. She's divorcing your ass, Joe. Can you guess what had launched on January 24th, 2013? A social media app. A vine. Yeah. yeah. Do it for the vine. Yep. Zendaya's self-titled album is her debut studio album. It was released on September 17th, 2013 by Hollywood Records. Disney. Yes. The self-titled album consists of 12 songs. Musically, it's electropop, incorporates some R&B, urban pop, even some dubstep, which mm. were probably the weaker parts of the album, let's be real. Upon its release, it was met with positive reviews from music critics, praising the album's production. She did have a stacked production team. Yeah, who's in there? I don't remember the specific names, but they worked with the likes of Jeremiah, Rihanna, Kelly Clarkson. Okay. Maroon 5. So, like. Big names. Yes. And All Music in particular said the album delivers sleek pop thrills with fewer growing pains than some of her predecessors suffered on their early albums. I'd agree with that. Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> uh, looking at you. All Music continued to compare the album to the debut of Cassie, overall saying the album is a streamlined, self-assured first effort. That is a great comparison. Yeah. Commercially, the album debuted on the U.S. Billboard 200 at number 51. So, what do you think about the album cover? I liked the cover. I think it has personality you know mm -hmm. she's it almost looks like the lines of a tv like the horizontal lines of a tv and almost like glitchy as if you're looking at like a security camera yep, footage yep. she's kind of like leaning back and like with her mouth wide open like she's screaming or belting mm -hmm. and then we have these like glitched iterations of her yeah and i like that it almost for a second looks like the whole image is black and white except for her name on it mm -hmm. in red mm -hmm. but if you look the different layers of the glitches go from black and white to like adding color Ooh. and and it, it just worked well for i think the vibe of the of the well, album yes because so you kind of have, you said that glitch effect on the photo it's a callback even to so many songs like replay which yes. has been described as like a glitch influence song mm. yeah so you good eye there thank you but, and also that jawline, fabulous, fabulous. Someone on YouTube commented that they're like her jaw is fabulous. <laughs> All right, shall we talk about replay? Yeah, it's the album's opening track and lead single. Again, it's described as a glitch-influenced pop song. It was produced by Mike Schultz. He's someone who's worked with Jeremiah and Rihanna. It was released July sixteenth, twenty thirteen, and it became Zendaya's highest charting song at the time charting both in the top 40 of the U.S. and New Zealand. 
And um, Zendaya was actually credited as a writer on the song. So that's oh, pretty cool. impressive. Another critic praised the song, calling Replay a sick burner with a pristine pop finish. Also said uh, it was a mature, self-assured, and sexy song without being overly provocative. I agree with that. Yeah. Then lastly, Replay saw moderate success, debuted at number 77, peaked at number 40 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, and Zendaya said of it, it's a very special song. I think it's very different and unexpected for me because I feel like it's on a higher level production-wise. Mm-hmm. Throwing shade. At who? I think like her Hollywood record counterparts. I don't know if she meant that. Oh, okay. See, I think you're out here. You say I start rumors. <laughs> I'm starting rumors. I think it's a good song. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not my taste per se. I yeah. don't. I'm not a fan of the glitchy sounds. And I can be a fan sometimes of those but it was just too much for me. Yeah, I said after a listener or two, it, it grew on me, but I don't know that I would seek it out. <laughs> like, I, I bet when it came out, it was probably a like a, a great song. I probably would have replayed it a million times because <laughs> I obsessively replay songs. But... And it had a good video. Yes. Let's talk about that. So the music video was recorded in Los Angeles and it uh, premiered on the Disney Channel on August 15, 2013 and later that day on Zendaya's new Vivo channel. Yeah, it did. And apparently it was inspired by Janet Jackson's The Pleasure Principle video. I have not seen that video, but now I want to watch it. Yeah. So essentially Zendaya is starting off in an abandoned dance studio. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just like a rustic look. I wasn't yeah. really completely sure. But it has all the natural light. It has yes. the old-fashioned metal fans. Yes. Uh, and she's dancing alone, looking in the mirror, dancing a little, pro- I would say a little provocatively. Yes. I was going to say, like, it feels like how Ali and AJ yeah. Yeah. F- like had that level of yeah. provocativeness where it's like, oh, this is like acceptable for their age yeah. and Disney. But... If you have gone through puberty at that point and you're adult now, you can see like, oh, I can see how this is them trying to push the envelope yeah. very, very subtly in like an age appropriate way. Yeah. But it definitely has feel it definitely feels more mature in the way that Ali and AJ did. Just like yeah. different genre. Another moment of it feeling like kind of provocative is where she was like singing to herself in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> Then at one point she's dancing with a hologram of someone or, yeah. s- or something. I think the holographic glitchy, like glitched out man is supposed to be the love interest that she oh. wants to put on replay. That got was my it. reading. Ah, got it. And then finally the chorus hits and she's in a new scene with like loads of speakers and... Oh, the uh, glitter yes. on the bait that you can see the bass speaker yeah, yeah, or whatever. Bouncing. The bouncing. Yeah, off, yeah. yeah. And then finally she has backup dancers with her there were some funny moves that reminded me of like a clicker in the last of us <laughs> there was like i don't know if you saw some of it no well, now i have to watch it with the new eye yeah but i will say that little thing with the it's almost like a half moonwalk on put this song on replay and then they like go like this oh, you and like then push they like the button their foot, and move and then it, they yeah. move their foot yeah i thought that aged well oh there was even though I haven't seen this Janet Jackson video, I feel like I could already yeah. imagine mm-hmm. the influences here. Did you see the product placement? The pro- I was <laughs> just about to bring it up. Back to the evolved swag era. Mm-hmm. Because what is a swag look without like the Beats by Dre? Beats around by your Dre neck. around your neck. Exactly. I was shocked. And they're pink. Yeah, I was shocked it showed up so late in the video. So, but, yeah. but technically, it is in the first 15 seconds to the right of the frame, but it's all blurry. Like, oh, I didn't even notice know, it in the beginning. You wouldn't know necessarily the brand. You would know there's something there. But then it doesn't show up till like 2 minutes, 30 seconds in, finally, that it's like Beats by Dre's clear Beats by Dre had faith in Zendaya and yeah, her work. The They're pe- like, the people, the people are going to stick around. The They're going to get to it. And we did. We did. Someone commented on the YouTube video. Drop this hit and then just dipped on the music industry. Goat. yo she is iconic for that (laughs) and then someone else said not her being the most unproblematic and talented disney star ever i would say she's probably the most unproblematic and the most talented because miley very talented but But on the problematic problematic side yeah i'm trying to think who else but i would say i don't i really don't know maybe selena 
Selena. <laughs> oh, like Selena Gomez. <laughs> when you say her, it's just Selena. I was like, another one name queen. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Uh, yes. R.I.P. I watched, in addition to the music video, two different live performances. Ooh. The first one was on the Ellen show. <laughs> well, so that was her like debut yes. performance. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And her red, all red look. So you saw that same video? Yes. I think it really shows how talented she is for the fact that this was considered a not great performance by her mm. because there was apparently technical difficulties. Like she couldn't hear herself she powered through and because it was her first performance, she was like really anxious too. Aww. Yeah. She mentioned that later. Um, and she like just had a little bit of stage fright, especially looking at people in the comments. It's like, it's not stellar, but it's still really good. Probably better than Hillary Duff. Oh, hundred percent. She has the same energy as the backup dancers for the most part. Yeah, that's good. I would, would <laughs> you like agree? Hillary Duff. Yeah. <laughs> and then I watched her other live performance at the Radio Disney Awards, and I did not know they had awards. I did not either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and in the words of at its cookie looky, and this is in all caps, no periods or commas. Yeah, she slayed the performance. The dance breakdown was everything queen crown emoji. <laughs> there was also a debate in the comments whether or not she was lip syncing. <gasps> Ooh. I, so I did not watch this performance, so I cannot confirm or deny. I don't know. Some people were saying it was uh, seemed to be a pretty split debate. But one commoner, I, I didn't write it down, so I don't know their name either, but was saying how like people need to stop making a big deal about whether or not someone's lip syncing also, because when you're moving around dancing, like it's really difficult to do that. So like it happens. Mm -hmm. Next song, Fireflies. So it's a blend of pop and R&B. She's singing about love, comparing it to Fireflies. Like, I thought the performance was fine. Wait, there's like, a video? No, just like her oh. vocal performance. But the beginning just like do, turned do, me. Do, yeah. do, 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 That was every, elect like, that was every was electro pop was, song from this so, era. It's so generic, yeah. which I think That's is, what I had, which like, I think is fine if you're a fan of that genre. Because yeah. there are certain genres where like, yeah, there's like a unifying beat, but... <laughs> it's just not my taste so i was yeah. like i'm not gonna i put enjoy this it's not anything special but i do like when the r&b elements shine through the do mm. do do like the dubstep yeah um because like i said i enjoy electro pop sometimes yeah just not this i have a question yeah lyrics fireflies tonight because love lights the sky so put it up put up up in the air what exactly are we putting up in the air their love <laughs> Their love, their hands, like the fireflies. The fireflies. <laughs> like lyrically, this song made no sense. Yeah, was was not a fan. The next song is another insect that flies. Yes. I th butterflies. I thought that was so was it weird. intentional. I don't know. If it was, it was silly. <laughs> so again, more electro pop singing about not letting her short-lived euphoria or <laughs> infatuation Hi, euphoria. <laughs> trick her heart into falling in love. I liked it. And I, th I thought it could have like been a good single, even though it ultimately wasn't. Yeah. I wrote that I could hear past the dubstep and enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, especially the chorus. Yeah. Like I'm not saying, Oh, I'm going to throw it on the playlist, but I thought it was better than fireflies. Yes. The, electric vibe was tolerable for me because it and not that this is my favorite Katy Perry song <laughs> but it kind of reminds me of E.T. Oh, and that yeah. was in 2011 two yeah. years early kiss me yeah. yeah like when she does the butter I don't remember how it goes exactly now but when she goes I I I mm -hmm, like on the mm -hmm. butterflies so yeah can you hear the can you hear E.T. in yes. there a little bit yes yeah. Like, I felt like a lot of her songs on this album ref referenced a lot of popular songs. Speaking of Put Your Body Down. It's oh, I, can't, I, I really like this one. It's a pop R&B track. And speaking of songs that I think she references, there was one part of the song that reminded me of Birthday Cake by Rihanna. Come and put your name on it. Put your name on it. And then it has, like, the claps. Oh. And the bum, ba bum bum 
I'm going to have to re-listen. That's so funny. And I agree with you. I liked the song. And a lot of people on YouTube did too because someone commented, in my opinion, Replay was nothing compared to this song. This <laughs> yeah. should have been put out as a single. The beat and the vibe from the song was so much better. It had so much more potential. Had it been advertised more, maybe she would have more fans. This is the, how you know this is a real fan, though. It's, it's a great, it's a it's great, a song. great song. It's so dancey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Next up, Heaven Lost an Angel. It's a declaration song in which Zendaya acknowledges her infatuation for someone special. She describes her si- significant other as an angel. Praising both his personality and charming looks. What'd you think of those funky bass riffs? This is one of my favorites. Yeah! <laughs> it's one of my favorites. I said, I'm going to give this song the award for having aged the best on the album. Ooh. I loved it. Like, okay, I really like this song. It's 100% going on manufactured box. Yes. Yeah. For me, our, I guess this is overlaps in R- R&B. Genres are, I don't understand them. But to me, this is more of the soul and little bit of funk part of R&B, which is the kind of R&B that I like more yeah. so than like baby making R&B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like just in terms of my personal yeah. taste. Cause it's like, even when it feels like it's lower tempo, it still feels upbeat mm-hmm. somehow. Um, you tell you can probably explain that to me in music theory, why it's that way. But <laughs> I really enjoyed this song. Like I wrote my favorite so far. Oh, <laughs> Also, it's my favorite too. Fun fact: tweet from Zendaya. Oh, she wrote track number five equals Heaven Lost an Angel. A cool fact about it: it was written for a guy to sing, so we wrote rewrote it to fit me. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. cool, cool. I feel like I can't go on without addressing this. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Did you catch the Ben Franklin bar? <laughs> no. Like a hundred dollar bill. Quite frankly, I've been waiting to spend time with you. Oh, that's like a triple on. She's got spend time. Oh, I didn't even think yeah. about spending time. Yeah. Sorry. Frankly, I, I, I yep. couldn't let that go. I yeah. had to bring it up. So what you think of cry for love? I shouldn't have to cry for love. And no, you should not, Zendaya. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Okay. Love. You are 17. You are 17. <laughs> there you should there not- are more fish in the sea. Exactly. This may be my favorite. Oh, I got some like Alicia Key vibes mm. with the piano opening mm-hmm. and just also lyrically. Again, I love it because sometimes you're in shitty relationships and we find ourselves like asking, should love be this difficult? You needed this song. In I need this song because no people love should not be this difficult. Like if you're asking yourself that no, mm. it shouldn't be like that. I mean, it shouldn't necessarily be super easy all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it's a lot of freaking hard work, but. It should not feel miserable and it shouldn't be a mind fuck. She says, this doesn't happen to girls like me. Look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. Seeing your eyes red is not a cute thing. I don't want to cry no more. Damn. I would love to hear an acoustic of this song. Ooh, same. So far after Butterflies, I feel like it gets way better. Yes. Again, it's not even that those songs are like bad. They just didn't age as well. But I will say, only when you're close, I'm giving this song the award for having aged the worst. Oh, yeah. I I don't love the 8-bit video game noises. No, it's... uh, And only when you're close. It's just a bit jarring for me. Um, For that, I'm giving it... Yeah. It also... I don't know if you caught this, too. They had some... The Disney giggles. (laughs) (laughs) I swear there's a giggle somewhere in there. Bottle you up. Yes. It's a mid-tempo pop song. She wishes she could just take her lover, bottle him up for someone she has to leave. He's always in her pocket. Yeah, she literally says, wish I could always have you here with me. Wish I could hold you and never let you leave. She also says, I can't always be right here because right now you love me, then you disappear. Mm. Romance when you're in the industry does not seem fun. No. Sounds... Like a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. You work a lot. You don't see each other a lot. I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Mm-mm. Nothing really stood out. Is like whether good or bad on the song. It was just. I enjoyed it. Was it. Fine I me. enjoyed it. Okay. But it wasn't my favorite. The other ones, mm-hmm. I think, went way harder. Like I wouldn't need to put this on the manufactured yeah, box no. playlist. But like I liked it. Mm-hmm. If loving you were a crime, I'd do the hardest time. 
I will say some of the lyrics throughout the album, I'm like, Ugh. yeah, the lyrics on this, even on bottle, bottle you up. Not, yeah, not the greatest. Scared. It's an up-tempo pop song. Lyrically, she's singing about trying to save a relationship because she's scared of being alone. Yeah, I was going to say nothing like staying with your partner um, because you're too scared of change. Yeah. And, and the the deafening sound of your own thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> the instrumental, Zendaya has described as having a Kanye West type of feel. Okay. And I, I could definitely hear that. Uh, again, it's it's not one of my favorite, but it's not a bad song. I was mostly I was impressed by the use of her lower register in the first few lines of the song. It's like the lowest she goes on the album, and I I kind of loved it. Wish she would have used her lower register a little more. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I really liked the the pre-chorus, mm-hmm. the for playing my heart like a cello, strumming me longer, beating like a drummer. Mm. It was like. Those are lines that are like to me corny in a good way. There are there are nice moments throughout of it, but yeah, not my favorite. Yeah, "Love You Forever" is next. It's an up tempo '90s throwback song, and it's been compared to the work of the late singer Aaliyah. And lyrically, Zendaya that's a compliment. Damn, yeah. Lyrically, Zendaya discusses falling in love on the dance floor, and do you know who wrote it? No. Because I do. Who? Paul Famous Shelton. I don't know who that is. But Nick Jonas, too. What? hmm And apparently Zendaya never met him. That's they, like, funny. worked together, but they never really, like, were in the same room yeah. doing the same thing all the time. That's interesting. Yeah. So Paul Famous... Uh, who, d- who with did a replay. ph by the way yes paul Not famous F- with a ph ph is he from A-M-O-U-S. philly m-o-u-s is he from philadelphia i don't know because that's such a thing in freaking philly yeah anything that with an f sound we put it we replaced it with a ph then day added i have tweeted him and talked to him over twitter and talked to him through paul as in paul famous with the ph <laughs> uh but i haven't been like hey thank you which is funny but i think we came out with a great song and i'm very lucky to have him on it yeah, I mean, it's not Paul Famous's best work because he produced for Frank Ocean oh, on wow. Channel Orange. So it's like, mm, Yeah, but what year was that? Like 2012. So only a year before this. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I was... Wow. Okay. So, I don't know. We He was like... This was a throwaway for Zendaya, uh, I think. I don't know. Well, did you catch the... The call back to replay? No. In the pre-chorus, she says, I just want to keep pressing replay. Ooh. Yeah. Now for the final song. The last song, My Baby. I hated it. Did you really? I hated it. Why? I said this had my favorite beat. Or one of my favorite beats from it. That was my main criticism. Was the beat. (laughs) Was the beat. Because it's literally this same four bar, maybe six bar loop through the whole song. Maybe I liked it. Maybe it was comforting to me. (laughs) It just wasn't exciting. Like, it was just snore. And then I'm sorry, but this lyric, we can make it happen if you bout that action. (laughs) (sighs) I I hate, this was my least favorite song. I wrote, is that a fucking tuba? <laughs> I don't know, but I like it. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. That and like the little twang in the background. Mm-hmm. That you hear over and over again. I, again, <laughs> I was fine with that. Um, I was trying to understand the tense of the song. Mm. She was like, we should have listened to each other's hearts. Mm. And then it's like, should have, here we go again. Uh. Now that I know you're the one. So I'm like, oh, I'm trying to put together the story. It seems like, is this someone she dated? They took some space. Now she's like, no, no, no. I'm ready to get back together. Mm. You're the one for me. I didn't think it was a bad ending at the very least of the album. No, like the beat, the four bar. I like the beat. (laughs) The four bar loop is fine. It's just like, it's literally the same thing through the whole song. Maybe a few things switching here and there. And it's just like, uh, You wanted snore. more. I wanted more from my baby. Give me, give me more. 
All right. After Zendaya released this toward, where does that leave her? So after this album, Zendaya transitioned to Republic Records and released her first single as the imprint signee in 2016. She sampled TLC's Creep. Mm. Mm -hmm. And it randomly had Chris Brown on it. Okay. Yeah. And this was after he was convicted as being a domestic Mm -hmm. abuser. So interesting choice there. Uh, So that's what would have kicked off uh, the new era for her musically. But I think you can find that on streaming services, that song. Mm. And also apparently in 2015, there was an Instagram post by Timbaland and it kind of hinted that him and Zendaya were working on like a sophomore record. Mm. Um, And according to MTV, the album was initially due in early 2016, but then it never happened. Zendaya spoke about spoke up about it. Um, she talked to Issa Rae actually in a 2021 interview. I stepped away from music on purpose because of the bad contracts. To be honest with you, mm. she also said acting allows for a character for people to fall in love with, but also for my own anonymity, 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 anonymity. But also for my own anonymity. <laughs> but also for my own anonymity, which music doesn't really afford. When you're a music artist, it's your face all the time. It's you. Mm. Which is true. I mean, the title of her first album was, was literally Zendaya. So mm. there's no really getting past it. So I see that because when you're an artist, like you are the brand. Mm-hmm. And just as well that she left for acting because she's been doing a fabulous job and her future is only looking brighter and brighter. Mm -hmm. She made her feature film debut as MJ in Spider-Man Homecoming, which was released in July, 2017. In December, 2017, Zendaya co-starred in the original musical film, The Greatest Showman. She played a trapeze artist who falls in love with Zac Efron. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I think Zac Efron's supposed to be like Peachy Barnum or something. Hmm. And when she's about 23 years old in 2019, she started starring in HBO's Euphoria. Mm-hmm. Uh, she played 17-year-old Rue, who is the narrator of the series. She was nominated for a bunch of Emmys. Wow. And at the 72nd Emmys, she actually won the award for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series, mm. becoming the youngest winner of the award. Wow. Icon Impressive. who broke That's her. Um, and then in 2021, she starred in Malcolm and Marie. Mm. Uh, she next voiced the character of Lola Bunny in Space Jam, A New Legacy. She is in The Challengers, some sort of movie about tennis. Um, that's like the most recent thing she's promoting on her Instagram. Speaking about her Instagram, I think on January 4th, Zendaya unfollowed Every single person on Instagram. She has zero followers, including Tom Holland. (gasps) So people were like, oh, did they break up? Because she doesn't follow him anymore, but she doesn't follow anyone. And he still follows her. It's like, we don't know what's happening. Mm. But us talking about it like it's any of our business (laughs) right now. I mean, that's, that's getting into the industry and the manufacturing machine. Yes. Manufacture? The manu what's the name of a manufacture building? A factory? <laughs> a manufactory. A manufactory. Final thoughts? Well, I wanted to get in a little bit oh. about what things were like for her, you know, growing up in the machine and specifically as a biracial black woman. Um And she talked about this multiple times, but this quote is from uh, the BeautyCon Festival in 2020. And she said, I am Hollywood's, I guess you could say, acceptable version of a black girl, and that has to change. As a light-skinned black woman, it's important that I'm using my privilege, my platform, to show how much beauty there is in the African-American community. Hmm. This burden is not something any, like, white Disney star is dealing with. No, like Miley, Demi, like they're not, they don't have this burden. Mm -mm. She's actually, according to IMDb, this is still in development. But a few years ago, 
uh, it was announced that she was going to start producing a film, uh, I think alongside Reese Witherspoon, um, called A White Lie, this film about the first black female Vassar College graduate. Oh. Mm-hmm. She was a light-skinned African-American woman named Anita Hemmings, and she convinces a college admissions board that she's Caucasian in order to attend the school. Interesting. Yeah, but I don't know if that's still happening. I hope it I hope it does happen. That sounds interesting. Zendaya has told her theatrical manager that anytime it says they're looking for white girls, she said, send me out. She said, uh, let me get in the room. Maybe they'll yeah. change their minds. And honestly, if there's a part that I didn't get or that I really wanted at the time, shit always ends up working out. That's what she said. Mm. Um, so she's out here doing the thing. Um, but also, you know, not being white, she's talked about how she can't be out doing all these unhinged child star to adult star things that, like that Miley was doing at the time twerking on fucking robin thick zendaya couldn't have been doing that um she couldn't have been doing half the stuff that miley was doing um even though i can't remember if this is miley's era of like pretending to be black when she lived in philly you know she lived in philly right right well yes this was the era of her pretending to be black but no i didn't know she lived in philly what yeah she lived in philly for a little bit when and where why are we talking about Miley Cyrus again? Oh, because Miley Cyrus got to cosplay as black. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was doing so much of it for shock value. Yeah. And, again, just like an appropriation queen like Katy Perry. <laughs> I forget where this quote is from, but Zendaya said... What my white peers would be able to get away with at this point in their career is not something that I will be able to do. I don't want to jeopardize at any point because I am not allowed the room to mess up. Mm. Yeah. She can't be doing all this shit that Miley's doing. Her chicken cutlet outfits. Yeah, or even the um, when she was smoking. Mm-hmm. I mean, Zendaya had to deal with like the racism. Do you remember? Uh, of What's her name? alien head looking girl she looks like one of the um the ants from the movie ants shit what was her name <laughs> alien head looking about? girl what <laughs> from e news she said that uh i think that Zendaya was wearing locks on a red carpet and one of the e people said she said that Zendaya looks like she smells like weed and patchouli wow she yeah. got fired? I think she had to apologize, but I don't think she got fired. Juliana Rancic, that's it. Uh, Juliana Rancid, more like it. She she was 18. Mm. But and I mean the age doesn't like really make it any better, but it does make it worse. Like right. to say that to like oh, a young person, especially. because uh, being a teenager at all, but then being in Hollywood and then mm-hmm. having this racist ass. Final thoughts? Final thoughts. So I found this comment on one of Zendaya's YouTube videos, and I think it sums up my final thoughts perfectly. Okay. Disney really slept on this album because mm. I was today years old when I found out she had an entire album and not just replay. Like this album could have been huge. I'm really mm-hmm. getting tired of Disney. They should have promoted this better. They should have. So I agree with that 100%. And I would love to see a comeback or a second album, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, where she focuses more on R&B, funk. Yeah. Like some Janelle Monae shit. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I wonder how her voice has matured. Because we, mm-hmm. didn't, we didn't end up watching The Greatest Showman because we Did didn't want to pay $4 for it. Sorry, Zendaya. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to like HBO or something, yeah, we'll watch we'll it. Watch it. And no, I refuse to call it Max. It's HBO. I agree. I agree. There was some really good stuff in here. Because like I said, even back then at the time, this kind of music wasn't my taste. Like the replay. Mm-hmm. But, well, I forget already forget the names of the songs that I said that I really liked. Like, yeah, like those were good songs. If I would have heard them then, 
I would have been more excited. Mm-hmm. Overall, it's pretty solid album, especially for her first album. Yeah. I agree. Let's see a comeback, but also take your time because you're doing all this action stuff and if it's yeah, follow, if follow your heart. heart. She well, she actually apparently wants to direct. Mm, okay. So that's like the next thing for her. So yeah. you know, take your time. No need to come yeah. back to music. I just still I if if it happens, I would support. Yeah. And although she only had one album and is no longer singing i think it was fairly successful so i would say she was a kid star on a tv show who turned to singing and i would say she broke the mold yeah yeah she broke the mold not in the music avenue but in terms of like the acting like she and breaking out from just doing disney to like yeah it's not like winning Hillary, oscars like and yeah shit, or Hillary, yeah, Awards yeah or she's oh i don't I could see her getting like an e. I feel like I could see her being e goted one day. Can't you see Zendaya with an e got like ten years from now? Yeah. I've, she like, I she wants to get into directing and then she does a stage show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could see it. There's e got potential here. There is. Zendaya is doing quite well for herself. Her net worth is drum roll please. 22 million dollars holy crap and it's only gonna grow from here <sighs> damn it's impressive go for you girl that's zendaya zendaya the fashion goddess the musician hopefully one day director mm. and future egot her yes <laughs> we love you we hope you're enjoying happy 2024 uh, if you want to make our new year extra special and bright, please leave a review. Yes. And tell your friends about us. Yes. And if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, even if you don't listen there and you actually write stuff, that helps us. And I'll give you stuff if I know your name. Yes. All right. Bye, Bye. friends. Bye.